On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we talk about season three, episode 14, Long Distance Call, where we see this is not Thomas Edison's ghost phone. We learn that supernatural invented door dash. Do you want to cuddle with a crocata? And finally, keep on chucking. Let's do this. This week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And my voice is so low that tonight I shall be Elizabeth. That is what <laughs> you shall call me. I'm Elizabeth tonight. Uh, yeah, and this week we're going to talk about season three, episode 14, Long Distance Call. Oh, oh. It's an upsetting episode. This episode sucks. Uh, um, it has its moments, and we'll get into it, but overall, me. And this episode, don't do not get along. Uh, so before we get into that, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Better than you. But I was there a few weeks ago, so that's all I got. Uh, no, I've uh, had a pretty chill weekend and um, got to reconnect with some friends. We try to get together every few months um, that I've known since elementary school. It's pretty cool. So shout out to Brooke, Jessica, and Stephanie, if you happen to tune in sometime. Had a fun brunch and then went and um, watched the Cowboys get fucking destroyed um, with my family, which was a good time except for the the game part. Uh, yeah. So that's what I got. How about you? Uh, so lots of things happened this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, so, okay. Did we, we recorded before I went to last podcast of the left, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we went to go. Uh, my friend and I went to go see the live edition of Last Podcast of the Left at Paramount Theater. It was fucking fantastic. The guys are really funny. I'm going to stop going to Q and A sessions with it just in general at <laughs> anything that I'm a fan of. Because hey, other geek geek people, I love you. Think about the things you're asking, and if you were sitting in the audience and listening to that question, would you want to throw something at yourself? Yeah, and if you would then don't ask it. And also, I always feel like a lot of them are the times where people are trying to introduce themselves so they can get into the host graces. And granted, the two who did that, at least two of the ones who did that this week had a reason. And one of them, I want to track her down. She was this really hot tattooed mortician from Austin who's in the Temple of Set. And I'm like, okay, I can stalk this woman from Temple of Set. And then, but Temple of Set, your website's not very good. You should update that shit. Maybe you've got a Facebook group and I'm not in it. I don't know. But, um, and then there was another one um, and this girl started talking. She is a professor at Texas State and her husband's Dr. Laycock, the one that who wrote the uh, the Penguin Book of Exorcisms that we talked about mm, on the show? Yeah, and I was like really excited, and I was like, "Huh, I should stalk these people." And then I was like, "That involves us sitting here through all these questions." And I went, "No." no. And I turned to my <laughs> best friend, and I was like, "Do you want to leave?" And he was like, "Yes." <laughs> and so uh, we left the Q and A early, but still was a great, great show. Um, 
then uh, Saturday, our friends at High Rum did a prohibition brunch. And so Ooh. it was really great. Uh, I was jealous. Nick, yeah. I wanted to go. Nick and Stephanie talked a lot about just prohibition history and history of just kind of like the, the liquor laws in general about then. And they had made like delicious cocktails. Oh, my God. And Stephanie made this. OK, here's your here's your housekeeping tip for, for mm. your week. The salad we had. Um, one of the things in the brunch was this quiche and it was topped with this ar- dressed arugula salad. Right. So just straight God, up arugula. I, I love arugula. Yeah. The dressing she used is fucking crack. And all it was was lemon juice and sesame oil mixed together. And Ooh. it was so good. I like, I, I just, I, I need to okay. make that now all the time. And it's just like, how easy is that? It's just yeah. super easy. Well, I mean, it's an oil and an acid. I mean, that's the basis of most dressings, but I've just never thought of combining those two. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that was really good. And then uh, came, uh, went and did, went around dripping springs, which I haven't been around in a while. And yeah. uh, wow, we got, I knew we were getting bougie, but fuck, like we got <laughs> real bougie. bougie. Yeah. Like now I know where all those flat hats we see chicks wearing in the hill country are wearing. Mm. Like I know where they come from. They come from okay. downtown Jipping Springs. No, I, I, I can send you guys to the website if you want to buy some, but I <laughs> uh, did that and then came back and then I uh, dealing with some family shit. So I do that in the way that I always do, which is drink a little bit of wine and I organize my books. <laughs> so I had my library is <laughs> now organized and sorted like there's one more step it'll have to take which will be the alphabetizing but oh yeah i got to sit there and go so like is this like does this one go in you know witchcraft demonology or vampires like this one has a werewolf and tricksters in it like are these Mm. separate things so lots of fun questions i got to ask myself and then um Oh, Sunday we went and um, there is a place that's open in Dripping Springs called Dreamland. And I've kind of been hesitant to go there. Like, and I know they do live music there, but I needed to hang out with some family who had some kids, not like baby kids, like, you know, like middle school age things. And so Dreamland has like pickleball, which I guess is a thing now. And disc golf and mini golf and, but also food and drinks. And so I get there and I'm like w- waiting at a table and I kind of text my cousin. I'm like, where are you? And she's like, oh, we're in the tap room. And I was like, where is the tap room? And I walk in <laughs> and they have the most amazing system. So you get like a car, an RFID card, like you would a Dave and Buster's, right? Yeah. Um, and that's just hooked to your tab. And then all around the tap room are different Texas beers on draft and also different wines and also some cocktails. And then, um, you just put your little card in there and you pull down into your uh like into your your pint whatever you want and it and it just you just self serve you're just self serving with like you a, self, like, a, like, you, like, your, like your game card at fucking yes Dave it is like your game card at Dave and Dusters and That's there's amazing. a number on there so you can see how much your total tab is running up Ooh. as you're pouring it mm. like it's it's worth being in a place where there's children. Like it is worth it for that. There was like <laughs> even a guy playing like really loud blues guitar, and it was still worth it because like oh, mid- yeah. middle aged middle aged white guy blues. <sighs> he wasn't white, but he was okay. black, and okay. it was also like well, you, was, you know what I'm talking about. You don't it doesn't yeah. matter what color uh, you yeah. are. Middle aged white guy blues is a thing. <sighs> oh, it's a thing, and I hate it. There's yeah, one bar in. 
there's one bar in Las Vegas where my friends loves, and I'm like, I don't go there. I always funny. Mm-hmm. But um, and he honestly, he would it would have been fine background music. But it was just too loud. It was so loud. I'm like, man, it like, why is. is your amp like just is. just turn it down just like a little bit? Like, we'll be able to hear you fine. It doesn't need to be at eleven in this room. Anyways, it's um, not. We're outside. Like, eleven's not needed. Like, you're cool, man. So yeah. Uh, oh, and fun. then yesterday I went and went and flew to Houston and I got picked up a new car. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay, new car. Because I'm that bitch and I own two cars now. That's okay. I mean, we had four between the two of us for a while. We're down to three though. So I mean yeah. of last year, but all right. So. so yeah, I've got a Mini Cooper and it's a uh, a Clubman, and so I have a whole new thing to customize and accept. Oh, uh, because that's what you need. Yeah, because I spent all the money customizing the Jeep and I've kind of run out of the things I want to do for it for right now. Right. So having a whole other car that's ready to go, you know, yeah, and this- it's nice and, and is a little bit more weather resistant for like if you just want to cruise somewhere. Yes, driving back from Houston was much nicer in yeah. my little car with its, you know, temperature control in there. Everything. Like there's, there's no soft top flapping behind me, making yeah. a lot of noise. Um, there's heated seats if I want them. Like all sorts I love of my heated. Shit. I love my heated seats. Love them. Yeah. That is like so, a prerequisite for all modern cars for me now. Like air conditioned seats are f- interesting. Like they're fine. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna scoff at them. But a heated seat. There's something to be said for. Yeah, and I just there is it's gonna take me a while to figure out all my doodads and electronics and switches and it's a it's a fucking space car. So yes. I gotta say, That's not fun. quite a Tesla, but it will park itself. So ooh, it will. It will. I will. It will parallel park for me, which is That's pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah. That's exciting! So exciting! Like I can just be cruising around downtown and like, like not have to worry burp. about me. Push a button. Yep. All right. So, so are you going to drive it up here? Because we're getting ready, counting down in a couple weeks to go to the um, Creation Entertainment Supernatural Convention in Plano. Uh, we'll and- be there on the Sunday uh, for sure. The, the weekend of the what is it, the 28th, 29th and 30th. Yeah. Hold on. I need to check. I think the auctions may have ended today. Let, mm. me, let me take a look. See if, you see, won- see if you won some shit. Well, we won some shit because there's oh. I got things for both of us. Uh oh, uh oh. <clears throat> We're pretty excited because um, our uh, our 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 TV brothers, if you will, are both Texas boys, and they will be back in Texas. God damn it, Richard. Uh oh. So I had us at uh, bidding on meet and greets with Jensen, Jared, and Richard Spate. Yeah. And we we're winning on Richard Spate and Jared. And I'll tell you how much Jensen's up to now. And it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but Richard has, uh, has, is no longer in my active. Hmm. So I am wondering if he is bowing out of this convention mm. again. I hope not. Cause he bowed out of new Orleans. We missed him there. Yeah. So I, it's not in my active. It's not in my watching. It's not in my one. Let me check not one. Nope, not in there. So, guys, you heard it here first. Richard Spates not coming going to the Supernatural Convention. That is the take I am, I am going on it. Um, okay. So, the starting bid for the 30-minute meet and greet with Jared and with Jensen both started out at 300 at $300, right? So I've got three like $300, fine. 
Jensen is up to $705 per item. For a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I think it's funny that it's only Jensen and not Jared. <laughs> like, oh. Well, uh, well. Like, I really hope we do win the Jared because that's going to be the question I ask. Like, so are you pissed that people want to spend $400 and fi- $405 more, more to see Jensen than to see you? Yeah. Yikes. Burn. 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 Uh, yeah, so those auctions end in 16 hours and 20 minutes. Go place mm. your bids. There are many other people who are coming there too, but I was really cognizant of only bidding on people where I could keep Diana's spoilers to a minimum. Right. Um, obviously, we go to these conventions and the panels go through, and Diana's not an idiot. So, right. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, sp- I spend time on social media and I develop most of our Instagram. So, I mean, I see a lot of supernatural stuff that's past where we've watched. But I also think it's not as fun if you're not as invested in the characters. Oh, for and, sure. You know. Yeah. No. So, yeah. So, anyways. What are you drinking? Anything fun? I, I'm drinking a hot toddy. Nice. I love a hot toddy. I, uh, I just wasn't, I was going back and forth if I want to make a beverage and I just wasn't feeling it. So I busted out one of my stash of my big red zeros because they are kind of hard to find. And I love big red, but I can't have the sugar because I'm a brat. So got big red zero over here. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. Um, I I love a big red zero. So good. You don't get all the like the syrupy sugar, but you get the big red flavor. Damn it. There's your ad. All right. Oh my God. We're just pitching so much shit. We are. We don't get paid for it, right? I know, but it's all right. It's all right. We'll, uh, somebody will make it up, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Someday, some big red will be listening to us and be like, what? Stop everything. (laughs) (laughs) You give those bitches a sponsorship. (laughs) I I will take pay in the form of big red. I'm just saying. And Barbara Cohen, though. I, yeah. I want Ooh, both. Yeah. I, I want to have them both. You, I, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, we are talking about long, long distance call, call. which Liz season, hates. I hate. Yep. This is season three, episode 14. It first aired May 1st, 2008. It was directed by Robert Singer and Jeremy Carver. And you should both be very ashamed of yourselves. Um, we should also probably start this uh, with a warning. This episode does involve suicide and talks of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But all right, we're just going to dive right in. So sure. it was a dark and stormy night. It's a dark that and is stormy. That's literally night. how this starts. It was a dark and stormy night. Does um, it's a rainstorm, big house, and there's this guy pouring himself a drink. Like looks like you know, like cliche, like man with his tie loose and pouring himself a cocktail. And um, what about a cocktail? He's pouring himself no, some, like, straight yeah, up whiskey. Like whiskey. Like, but you know, but you know what I mean, like the yeah. very, very, very cliche scene. And the phone rings, and the call, and it's like. I guess we're also hitting a point in time, which is really like, I won't go down a rabbit hole in this, but we're hitting a weird point in time where there are going to be a huge generational gap where just a telephone, like even a telephone that's not that old by our standards really dates a show. Just saying. Anyway, so his landline is ringing and the caller ID says SHA33. And um, it's... His, we figure out his name is Ben and the woman on the other line on the other end of the phone is Linda. And he's like, it's the, the dialogue here gives you the impression that this man is having an affair with Linda and is not 
and, and is trying to end it in some way and telling her to leave him alone. And he refuses to go to her, which is an interesting tie-in. But she's like, I'm not going to leave you alone. We love each other. And he's like, hang up. She keeps calling back. He fucking freaks and destroys the phone. The phone is fucking smashed on the floor and it rings again. And that's where I'm like, oh shit, this is freaky. And I'm not going to like this. That's about the point where I already knew that it was going to freak me out. Yeah, and this it's whole like opening scene is just sad and gross and they're trying, doing some things that are kind of going back and forth you know mm-hmm. and it's like uh you know we've got a psycho ex-girlfriend like we don't really know what's going on we've got mm-hmm. an unplugged phone which is always just unsettling yes. and then i don't know why an unplugged phone like unplug things in general that are going like because well, it, it's like it's like our trust in things like it's our control over them is we know that there's a way <laughs> to make really it don't stop. Work. Clearly, don't work in my industry. I trust nothing. The machines are my overlord. And honestly, like I told, I was telling, I was telling Babe about a couple things in this episode. And he's like, oh, "I bet Liz would have a lot to share." I'm like, "Yeah, I bet so." Anyways, well, so the guys and, freak the fuck out. And, well, and to say one thing on the two, like that Shaw three three. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a thing that how do I put this? Um, that we use to fingerprint files. And it's a SHA-256. So mm. I see this like every day in my work, that num- that line. I see SHA and then 256 and then followed by a bunch of fucking random numbers and letters. Interesting. But, so this triggers me every time I see it. I kept expecting more. And yeah. I was like, nope, nope, that's not what this means. That's not what this is. Not what this is. Yeah. yeah. So he, but so we, we watched Ben now get, um, pull a revolver out of his drawer, say, okay, Linda, you win. I'm coming. And shoot himself. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I mean, so, what else are you gonna say? Because it was gross. Like, it one, is. It's like, really gross. And like, you're also like, but you're also, left. Why like, are you just, just don't shoot yourself that way? You're gonna fuck it up. Like, it's gonna be oh bad. You're it's just very, gonna put. You're very just, risky. Oh, it's very yeah. risky. You're not gonna die. You're just gonna end up in a very uncomfortable place, and then someone's gonna have to walk in and find you and all this stuff. So, anyways, yeah, it's at least they don't show the actual. They don't show the actual death. All they do is show the blood spatter. Yeah, and so we kind of see that ending, and then we're gonna cut to Sam. This is Sanding. also another, and I, I think it's a singer thing. I think he really likes doing cuts. There's a lot of cuts in this. Like it's a major like cut. Like oh, this scene, that scene, this scene, that scene. Like jumping around. It's like, it'll be very hard to talk through when we get there, but we'll get there. We'll make it work. <clears throat> so um, Sam's coming out of a building. Says the professor doesn't know shit. And Dean's like, look, I got this call from Bobby. There's this. There's a, basically it's this job he wants to go do. This uh, he find this banker uh, who died. And it might be spirits in Ohio. And uh, he had been complaining about electrical problems. Sam's just annoyed because at this point, Sam views their only job. He's like, what you want to just go do another fucking job? Our job is saving your ass, Dean. It's kind of his attitude. But which is fair. But I also get like, if you're hitting dead ends, I don't know. Might as well do something. But it might as well be productive. Step away from the problem. Take it, you know, take a step back. You know, like if I'm thinking about shutting, you know, get in the shower and you can think things. So, but, but yeah, anyway, the, Sam, there, this is probably also another reason we're getting, I just hate it when they bicker back and forth about this. Show. So it's such a beating. But we do get a big revelation at this point. And this is where um, Dean admits to Sam that Ruby told him that he cannot be saved. So that was kind of a big deal. 
Yep. So Sam now knows this. And so one, he knows that Dean has known this and has lied to him about it. Correct. Ruby has lied to him. And they really, really kind of delve into the, well, Ruby lied to you, you know, and that's, it's kind of a big lie, even though she's a demon and we expect her to lie. But, that but also, is, how do we know she's not lying to Dean? I'm just saying. Yeah, fair. It is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't but we don't think she is i mean i don't think she is but. Mm. all right so um but sam basically is gonna cave and so he's like whatever and we're gonna we're gonna go to ohio and work this case yeah. so we're going to milan ohio milan ohio sounds fancy it doesn't <laughs> sound fancy it also fancy. sounds once you get to the ohio part that it starts sounding less not fancy <laughs> yeah no, no offense, Ohio, but well, um, and maybe this is why this woman, Mrs. Waters, is such a bitch. She is kind of, I mean, but also like she's already rehashed this shit with like the regular detectives, and now she's going back I, through it with these guys. You, like, yeah. I don't, I watch enough crime shows to know how many times you're going to be like investigated, talked to, no matter what you are, like who you are in a. There's a potential right. murder situation going on, like or a weird or suspicious suicide or whatever. There's yeah, gonna be a lot of fucking questions, gonna, bitch. Sorry. And, and they're going to talk to you more than once. They're just doing their jobs. Lighten up, Linda. I guess you're not Linda, but you know, uh, <laughs> Mrs. W- Mrs. Waters, like you're fucking cranky and we get oh. it. But, um, but shit lady. Because I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to handle your not, breeze, but. She's not really, she's not very supportive or helpful here. No. Um, and Sam, but Sam does get a chance to check the caller ID and does make a note of that SHA33 on there. And so he asks, this uh, asked the widow about weird calls and her first name she's is like, mrs waters and i have her written as mrs cranky pants though so you can refer to her as okay. mrs cranky pants mrs cranky pants and she um at first she's like kind of evasive but then she's like finally like well i did hear him talking on the phone he was talking on the phone to linda and when i picked up the phone there was just static which is creepy. And, and then they ask her about it. And she's like, oh, oh, no. What difference does it make? Man, man, fuck you, Mrs. Cranky Pants. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, clearly, that was something weird. It was something weird. Your husband's dead. It was notable weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would think that you'd be obsessing. Like, really? When, why wouldn't you be obsessing over every weird thing that happened leading up if you were really upset? Like, about what did this? I do? Like, what did I do to cause this? What did happened? Did what did somebody this? else what do? What did he do? What, would, what happened? Anything. Yeah. I could see why he cheated on you with a ghost. <laughs> that's that's just it <laughs> he had an emotional affair with he had an emotional affair with a ghost and well which is which is what we find out in the next scene but that's okay <laughs> yeah, so, um so okay so we're cut to a hotel and dean has found linda linda died in a wreck like 20 years ago ish i don't remember exactly how many but basically linda and ben were high school sweethearts and she died in a car accident and was cremated so not only does that mean that there's no body for them to find to get rid of her spirit it means she'd been dead for a long time and she's calling this dude and the phone number type that they that was um, being used the sha33 apparently is like 100 years old over 100 years old so that's that's all distressing information i don't i don't I don't want to get creepy, suspicious calls from people that are gone. As much as I might miss people, that doesn't seem like a great way to communicate. No, but I do like that Sam's like, uh, so we, oh, sorry, I'm, guys, I'm a little spacey tonight. So we're going to have to. <laughs> uh, okay. So phones with hand cranks. Yeah. I just like that idea. Like this number has been around since phones with hand cranks. And I'm like, but 
with that crank thing you would call and you would have an operator and she'd be like, yeah. hey, Myrtle, Myrtle, who are you calling? Oh, I'd like to place a number to SH833. Okay, Myrtle. And then, like, and then they, Myrtle would then they pull one plug out and then they plug the other plug in. Like, it's a whole yeah. thing. It looks very yeah. satisfying. It does look very satisfying. And like, as someone who enjoys gossip, sounds like the best job in the world. Like you can just sit listen there in on everybody's and listen, to, listen to stuff all day long. And as we'll learn from some of the calls that go on, um, people mm. do some stuff. Yeah. All right. So um, we get um, the brothers at the phone company and they're being escorted downstairs, like the basement of the phone company by this executive looking guy. Who um we I have got his name and I on a different page. Clark. Clark. There we go. And he sends them downstairs to uh to to see like the guy who like runs the networks and shit down there. Uh and I um and there's flies, which is uh, creepy. And I find it weird that they go in and I describe this guy as the greasy nerd. Um before I wrote his name down. So sorry, not his sorry. name is Dewey. So it is, which that, I, I also felt fit really well with Greasy with Stewie, Greasy Stewie. So there you okay. go. Um, yeah. So Stewie looks like he has COVID and, uh, and he's watching porn and, and he's, his jacking, boss, he's literally jacking off to porn. Like his, and his boss has no like doesn't doesn't care about the mess all over the fucking office and workspace. Does, does like brushes off the fly. Doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit that this guy's j- yanking it on the job while he's bringing guests down there, and he barely stops when they walk in. Like like his hand yeah. is still like at his dick. Like he's just ready to go. And I'm like, what the fuck, man. Also though, uh, weird IT guys in basements. I mean, it's stereotype. Is it wrong? A lot. Some stereotypes are <laughs> somewhat based on I, observations. Having someone who been somebody who has worked in a certain industry for over a decade, it's not wrong. Um, okay. <laughs> also, I mean, he is, I he will, is on Dean's favorite website too. He is, on, which we'll get to. I will say though, like guys, like no matter like who you are, and he's clearly he's not. I don't really think he's the IT guy. Just know that the security people can see everything that you're doing on your computer. So, yeah, just think FYI. about that on your work computer when you go to busted bustyasianbeauties.com. Yeah, yeah, Dean's favorite website is, and I mean, just Supernatural's favorite website overall. I think for porn, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and Dean highly recommends the Platinum membership. As do yeah. I. Pay your artist; um, she's working hard, so you can be hard. All right, so next, <laughs> so we're going to so this guy. I, that, I just made that shit up, guys. Thanks, this thanks. is what you pay for. This is yeah. what you pay this all what, your no dollars, all your, all your no dollars for. Uh, so, and Stewie's really like, there's no way that we can't trace that number. Blah blah blah. And it's like all like shitty about it. And then he traces it and figures out that there's been like ten houses called by it in two weeks. Yeah. So. I also like for some reason when I hear Stewie, like, and I know there's like a uh, family guy Stewie, but now I think more of Stuart from Letterkenny. So Stuart, like every time like someone says Stewie, I'm like, Stuart! Stuart! That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. There's like the, the other Stuart I go to is the one from Mad TV. So oh, I was doing all right. So <gasps> stop. All right. So COVID guy, uh, COVID Stewie figures out that he's called 10 different houses and he just wants to get back to spanking his, his he's, he's like, all right, I found your number. Let me go back to my porn. 
Yeah. So <clears throat> um, Sam goes to this house in a like a rental car. He's all fancy now. And it's probably to be from the phone company. And the phone com- man's like, why the fuck is the phone company here? He's like, oh, well, I just want to make sure we have reports of like some dropped calls and shit around here. Blah. And the guy's like, yeah, none here. Sorry. But there's this awkward chick in the background that's like a teenager and she's watching. And you're like, mm, obviously she knows something. So Anyways, uh, as Dean's or sorry, as Sam's getting ready to leave, um, she comes outside and she's like, uh, yeah, you're obviously don't work for the phone company, motherfucker. You've got a rental car and a cheap suit. This is bullshit. You wouldn't be here. Okay. I have a lot of issues with this one. I mean, like, I, I mean, maybe he's not a phone repair service, man, but like, it's just a car girl and like suit, like. Yeah, he's from the telephone company. Like he's a consultant. He's travel. I know a lot of consultants who travel in rental cars and cheap suits. I think you have a crush on Sam. That is what I think is happening. And you were looking for an excuse to go outside and talk to him. Mm. Mm. Well, she's like, "Mm, no, I haven't heard anything, but you know, I just thought it was weird that you're here, kind of an attitude. And finally, like Sam does his, let me connect with you on a deep emotional level. Well, and there's a line that Dean's going to say later, which I think kind of, but they're kind of smirk bantering and it's a little creepy, Sam. She's mm-hmm. like 12. Like yeah. you should stop what she's, you're doing. She's right a fucking now. minor. Stop being creepy. Cause she's, so. in, I can see she's into it. Like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, mm, no, stop Sam. Stop. This is inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> so, uh, Lainey is her name. And she finally admits that she's been talking on the phone to her mom who's been dead for years Three and years. so um yeah so and we find out these calls started a week ago right yeah so so we're gonna we cut yeah to we're gonna dean. Cut to, yeah and dean's talking about how he just met with an 84 year old grandmother who's having phone sex with her husband who died in korea go grandma Fuck yeah. Like I, I get you. Get you some grandma. I, I am really happy that you know Good how to her. have a sexy phone call. Yeah. Like, and like, just like, what? I don't even know how it started. Like, I mean, whatever it is, but like, were you always having like? So this does make me wonder: has sexting? Like, I guess not sexting, but whatever. Phone has phone, phone sex, sex been a thing been since, since the phones. phone was in the like, like the, was that I mean, like the second call that was ever made? What are you wearing? Like, <laughs> I mean, like that's freaking. I saw I mean, your ankles it was, today. It, it didn't take long for internet porn to be a thing. Yeah, you, you. Know, I saw your your sleeve pull up, and I saw your elbow, and it was the sexiest elbow I've ever seen. Such a sexy elbow. This is a party line. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, and Dean makes a funny reference to about about it's about to be Spook Central about where they're at. So it's kind of funny. Ghostbusters. But, yeah, I liked it. So then Dean's phone rings after he gets off the phone with Sam, and <coughs> who's on the other line? <gasps> it's John. Oh yeah, of course it is. And this really was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's just credited as like a special guest star there, so it really was him in this. Yeah. Um, but also, like in this point, I'm like, no, you're dead. Just stay dead. Uh, Why won't you just die? Yeah. And so we get like a very uncomfortable scene with um, the uh, Sam and Dean talking about John's call, and Dean's just really like, all Dean's really worried about is what he's going to say if Dad calls back. But they don't really show the conversation that happened at first. So it was like, oh, is he just like, hey, hey, son, hi, connecting. Like they don't show like a full like dialogue. And then now Dean's just going to obsess over when he calls back. So, well, I think this first call, he didn't say that much because he said, um, 
he just like all he got out was Dean's name and then the call dropped. Right. right. So that was all that was said during this. Then when Dean asked like Sam, like, well, what do I say? Like, what do I say if I call back? And Sam's like, hello. And oh, yeah. Dean's like really pissed. I'm like, no, nah, that's pretty much what I would have said. Like, that seems practical. Hello, you say, yeah. start. Yep. Like, you have to say something. So they're doing Sam's been researching and can't find any reason for something supernatural to be happening in this town. And so um you know, and Dean makes a uh, makes some cracks about him, like they do, blah blah blah. Well, basically, um, he's yeah, he's belittling him for having an his education, education because and not he being able found to solve it. what he was looking for in the motel brochure rack. And then I was reminded how much I love a motel brochure rack. I mean, like there's there was one in a book I just read a minute ago, to, or like last week I just finished a minute ago, a book I finished last week too, and they were talking about motel brochure racks. Man, I love a motel brochure rack. Uh, is it just because like I always like wish like I would have the parents? I would be like, yes, we're going to check out the dinosaur balloon that's on yeah. you know whatever like shitty roadside attraction was in there like i would love just to have like a week where i just like went to different motels with like i don't even know if they and still exist one. and picked one and you just went in there and that was the place you went you know it's probably a fucking qr code now which is boring and that's how you get malware so um mm. okay so dean has figured out that milan ohio is not only the birthplace of ohio fashion but also <laughs> the birthplace of yeah so they go on a tour an edison themed tour um which takes them to where they can see thomas edison's spirit phone and because uh according to this tour guide who likes to use air quotes a lot and is very very tour guidey in general um talks about how um thomas edison was a devout occultist and created this spirit phone to connect with the dead. <clears throat> so, um, sorry, Megan or whoever you are, or Becky. Um, he never actually this or actually supernatural in general. So Thomas Edison never actually finished the spirit phone. Um, he want really wanted to invent it largely because he was pissed at Tesla, which I just love. I love their rivalry. And oh. Tesla had just invented the crystal radio, and like, Thomas Edison oh. was like, "I will show you. I will talk to the dead." Yeah. Um, so basically, well, like Thomas, watch this. <laughs> it was kind watch, of a hold my beer. Hold my beer. So um, he, he was. I mean, this is spiritualism, right? So we all love our spiritualists, but he also thought that uh, maybe spirits of living people were coherent units of energy that were stayed around when their bodies right. stopped working, which was the theory that a lot of people have, and I don't disagree with. Um, but he was never able to accomplish it. I think he would happen to know, at least now, you can get a ghost phone, oh. which according to Urban Dictionary is a cell phone that is unable to be tracked. And it cannot be called back because the number is private. Used mainly in the hood for brothers who ain't got no money to pay their contract bill or get got some minutes. I have tried to change one word in this next description to bra because I can't say what originally said, but you will get the point. So cuz one says, who the hell is this calling me private? Hello. Cuz two says, what up, bruh? Cuz one says, oh shit, what up, cuz? Where are you calling me from? Cause two, my ghost phone, bruh. Cause one, can I call you back? Cause, cause two, how no? Wait till I get some minutes on my other phone or pay the bill. Cause one, I. So I so think basically, Tom, so basically, it's like a scam. It's like a scammer burner phone. 
Yeah, it's a burner phone that can't be traced. That's kind of the idea. Um, I learned this because I was like, oh, maybe like ghost phones or spirit phones would be a, an interesting thing to do for lore. Mm-hmm. And then like spirit phone just gets to a bunch of websites about, you know, fucking mobile phones and uh, ghost phones just go to this shit. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously ghost boxes and other stuff, but um, unfortunately, yeah. nobody has invented an actual working telephone. There are a number of apps you can, of course, install on your phone in order to hear ghosts. And we'll talk about those at a later date. Oh, uh, so, remind me not to install any of those. On my phone. <laughs> I had well, I had a couple on there. Well, they're they're, they're mainly like EMF, like the things yeah. they talk about. You know, yeah. they're Oculus. Well, you can turn. You, they have an app to make your phone EMF reader. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of yeah. I have I, I had well, I had that app on my phone. Like I put them on when I go and go to like things like ghost hunts, and then I take them off oh. <laughs> as soon as I leave. <laughs> Because I don't trust that shit. All right. All right. Okay. So uh Sam's got EMF. Like, not he doesn't have an EMF app. He just has this EMF reader. Yeah, extra reader. Yeah. This is pre apps, probably, or pre widespread use of apps. <clears throat> but, um and nothing's happening. So they're like, okay, maybe the spirit phone isn't the answer. But Dean also thinks, well, maybe it's like broadcasting the dead, right? This yeah. is what he's doing. Like, and he's like just trying to come up with anything Gra- because grasping at straws because he got a call from John. Yeah. And his hopes are so high up. And at first we think it's just <sighs> because it's John, right? And but it's we started to see Dean starting to get unhealthily attached to whatever is happening oh, here. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't necessarily agree with how John Sam handles it, but it's it's not good, Dean. All right. No. So this next scene is extremely upsetting. Oh, um, excuse me. I'm sorry. We go to the first. We go to well. We'll get back to this. No, this seems upsetting too. I well, guess. Yeah, it is that we're. I almost skipped over. But there, so <laughs> Dean stays stays up late while Sam goes to bed, and John calls and um and asks Dean how he could have done it. How could he sell his soul? And that he knows a way out of the contract. The demon who holds your contract is there. Yeah. So beyond just, you know, the shitty, shitty Johnniness that's coming out of this, uh, I think we're also showing this is why Dean, you know, Dean is led to believe that this is real because obviously the personal information, like he knows this shit about Dean. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I would be like, okay, yeah, I guess this is John. Like, yeah, it would make sense to me. Right. Now we're going to cut to Lady. Um, oh, so upsetting. Who is All on right. an I am program that I can't is it is it it's not instant messenger. It's not AOL, I don't think. I couldn't figure out which one it was. But she's on a, a chat program. Yeah, something like that. Um and uh she gets an IM from SHA 33. Which is and this is also I say SHA 33 and you say SHA 33. Let be Tom Shaw two fifty six. So I'm like Shaw thirty three. So um, and she asks if it's her mom, and she said, "I asked you a question last night. Have you thought about it?" Is what the other person says. Is that the Shaw S H A Shaw thirty three says, "I want to see you." And Lainey's like, "Uh, we have this dialogue where she's like, I went to the cemetery. You asked me to go to the cemetery. That's where you asked to see me. So I went to the cemetery because that's where you're buried, mom. Like, uh, and then um." The screen goes black. The webcam turns on, and you see Lainey sitting there. And on the on the monitor, you see a woman, assumed to, to be her mother, standing behind her. And this is where I started getting freaked out. <clears throat> As did Lainey, to be fair. To be fair, and, 
Yeah. So uh, she turns over her shoulder and there's no one there. She's freaking out. So she turns the monitor off, jumps away. And she's really fucking upset. Her dead mom is fucking hanging out over her shoulder on the computer screen and talking to her and saying to come to, you know, saying she wanted to see her. And then all of a sudden the screen comes back on once again, back to, like you said, the freaky, like shit that's off, turning on, on its own, dislike. And it just starts saying, come to me over and over again. And I was like, oh, it looks like a DOS screen. Good. Uh, or a terminal. So um, yeah. so basically, Lainey has gotten cyberbullied by her dead mom to kill herself. And because yeah. um, now so we know that this means that come to me, that means that's that's what fucking Linda said to Ben. And now we got fucking <clears throat> and, and then we got and now we've got ghost cat. So ghost hacker cat is just stuck on her keyboard and it's doing this. And nobody can see my hands with Diana, but it's doing hacker cat hands, and it's like pop 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 come to me. So uh she has a ghost cat. In a room, who <sighs> has taken over? Yeah, everyone loves like a ghost it. cat. Ghost cat, meow. All right, so, so we're gonna cut to the hotel. Yeah, and Sam wants to go check on Lainey because he, as sweet as that is, that he's worried about her because she's upset. Also, at the same time, he needs to not hang around with teenage girls by himself. Um, as this. Yeah, as but actually, he he makes a, a, a basically calls him Chris Hansen, and I always love a Catcher Predator reference. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, um. And Dean's like, well, dad's right. There are demons here, so I got to go find it. There's been all these meteorological, meteorological, oh my God, I can't say it. Electrical storms. Meteorological. Just say say electrical storms, Diana. Electrical storms. Meteorological. Here, that's what I'm I got that once. That's what we got. (laughs) I'm not even drinking tonight, man. Um, So anyways, so he's like, no, I got to wait for dad to call and tell me where the demon is. I'm, this is it. This is totally what's happening. You go check on the the teenage chick because that's not awkward. But and also, I mean, so John has basically said like we've got this exorcism and it can kill demons, and everyone's like, yeah, we've all looked at this, right? Like Bobby, like Bobby's looked at it. We've mm-hmm. all looked at it. It's like, no, nah, no, it's real. We just don't know if it can kill demons. Yeah. So it or, does or what it's actually going to do. Like anything, like what happens to the demon? Like nobody fucking knows. This is like some ancient ass exorcism that John just told Dean about on the phone in the middle of the night. From the death, I do feel like this is a thread that I feel is left unfold. <laughs> like, I want to know what this, and we'll get to it later. But was yeah. this could this exorcism actually kill demons? Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. That could be All a right. game changer, it could be. All right, but the whole thing is they don't really usually, usually want, usually, if they're doing an exorcism, it usually means that the demon is possessing a human body, and usually they're trying to save the human life, so they usually wouldn't want to kill, anyways. But they're not killing the body. They're killing. But the how demon. do you know if, if the demon that's possessing it might both might die if they don't know that much about it? I don't know. It sounds like we need some demons and some humans to experiment on. Oh, wait, that, no, that, no, shit. No. Do, wait. Oh, next, next, next. next. No, okay. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So, um, yeah, and and Sam and Dean, of course, get into it and are both accusing each other of being too in on their own issues with their dad. And there we go. And Dean basically admits that he's clinging to blind faith because that's all he's got. Yep. And so, but as like Sam was leaving to go uh, be a perv with an underage girl, Dean, we do actually get a really nice, like you really see the uh, the cosmic stars that are in this motel and they're fucking awesome. Really so good. really good starburst. And it's called like the starburst motel, I think too, but yeah, yep. a really cute motel. I love it. So um, Sam talks to Lainey and, yeah, so Sam talks to Lainey, and I'm going to read you word for word what I said because, out of context, 
This sounds like a PSA or an after school special. All right. So Lainey says nothing happened. So they're talking about like, you know, Sam's like, yeah, what's going on? And Lainey yeah. says nothing happened. But then she started asking me to do other things. Sam, what sort of things? Lainey, bad things. <laughs> so, so, so your mom is the bad kid after school telling you to do things you're not supposed to do. Are they like getting or the boy to do drugs, or the boy or you shouldn't be hanging yeah. happening? Like oh. they're like there's. I was like, what the fuck is this this dialogue very, right here? Very, it's, very weird writing. Weird writing. Yep, yep, yep. And I was like, my note says that I accidentally start start watching Law and Order SVU. <laughs> But and then like, but her response is like, "What am I going to tell my dad? If I tell him what I think is happening, then I don't. A, I don't want to bother him. But if I do, then he's just going to chuck me into therapy, which is probably accurate." Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Um, all right, so we're going to cut. But to then the creepy thing happens in her little brother's room down the hall while they're having this conversation, and his little toy phone fucking rings. Yep, little like Fisher Price motherfucking phone ringing, and. The mother tell it's the mom again, and she tells this little boy Simon that she wants to see him. Yeah, this is just this, this is up. upsetting. Yeah. All right, and so we're, we're this is we're getting a bunch of cuts here, so we're gonna yeah, cut. This is where start jumping around. He's mm-hmm. staring at his phone, and it rings. We cut back to Lainey, and she's telling Sam that mom wanted to kill herself with sleeping pills, and that Sam finally picks up on something. And it's when she said, "Come to me," and he goes. <gasps> that's not your mother so now we know at this point because we trust because i trust sam on this because this is fucked up and i don't think that people's loved ones would be telling them to kill themselves just saying um that now we as a viewer you're in a cult (laughs) well that too yeah uh or or just a very toxic relationship um so not good uh, not good you're yeah no we no no, loved ones don't tell you to do that no no so we as the viewer at this point finally really truly know because we were i think we were suspicious as a viewer but i think at this point we know that this is not the loved ones something else is going on to, to communicate with these people about in the form of their loved ones, which is real fucked up. So there we go. Dean basically promised Sam that he wouldn't go out by himself, but now he's going. Now he's out um, by trunk, Team trunk, and hey, to get a duffel bag and go off on his own to do shit he probably shouldn't do. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Back and forth. Uh, Sam tells Lainey to stay away from your phone and your computer, and then she's like, "Oh fuck, where's my brother?" And you know, says so, so Simon's missing. And at this point, I was like, man, I really love it. I hate the name Simon for a little boy. This was where my second round of Theraflu today started kicking in like really hard. And I started <gasps> pontificating on the name Simon. And oh. I was like, you know, because like, there's like Simon Cow. I don't like a Simon Cow, but a little boy named Simon. Like, they just sound like a British little kid that like is off to like eat some pie. So unfortunately, <laughs> this little Simon um, decides that he wants to walk in front of a truck. Yeah, he wants to go play in traffic. Yep. And Sam what, saves him. And Sam yeah. does barely. But the and while this is going, and the truck the didn't truck, even stop, like I'm not like, even like, oh, like, I think I would have like panicked and like at least stopped. Like, would, oh my god, are you okay? I want to like, make sure, like, because I would be like, oh shit, this is my fault. I didn't see the kid in the road. He I did want walk people, out in the middle of traffic. I'm just he saying. did walk. He did walk out. But you, my natural instinct is, oh shit. I don't want to get blamed for this. Yeah. Let me stop. Is Are you everybody right? okay? Did I yeah, hit, did I hit yeah. a small child? Not. Do, do, do. I guess he's been saved. Not, I'm just going to keep on trucking. Keep going. Yeah. Is that where because, keep on trucking comes from? Uh, there you go. 
And as this is all going on, we get clips back and forth where Dean is in this very dark house and he's mixing up holy water. He's drawing spray paint and devil's traps. Uh, basically, he's setting a trap for a demon in general in this house. So at, we get to Sam on the phone with Dean now explaining that it's not dad. It's a cro, cro, crocata. It's a crocata, but with obviously the natural response Dean has is, <laughs> is, that, is a that a sandwich, which is, you know, a croquette. And I'm like, fuck, I want a croquette, like so bad. You know why? Because like, it's like a, a deep fried sandwich. A croque madame. Like, I'm like, what? There's can a croque we? monsieur. There's so I'm many saying. types of bread that filled with meat and cheese that you yeah. can deep fry and hand it to me. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes I want to learn about this. And yeah. Sam's like, no, nope, no, nope. it's some kind of scavenger, mimics loved ones, whispers. Come to me, then lures you in the dark and swallows your soul. It's just really dark and sad that it mimics your loved ones to fucking kill you. Yeah, but it also, so here's, and we don't really get like a distinct answer, I don't think, in this episode. And maybe I missed it somehow in the conclusion. But I will say that it wants you to come to them, but it doesn't. I mean, like, obviously, it's you're going to die when it takes your soul, but like the suicide part seems just like extra. Yeah, I don't. I didn't feel like that part was explained. (coughs) I mean, or is he just like a big sadistic asshole that just likes people doing that and then taking their soul? I don't know. I think that's something that may get left in this episode, right? But it's also the dean on the phone is very accepting. And unless you're an idiot, you're like, like, oh, really? Okay. He's like, okay, cool. That makes sense. I'm like, what? Like, no, Sam, you're not this stupid. Um, The other thing about the crocodas is that they like to live in filth. <clears throat> which ties back to the flies and the grossness at the phone company. Yep. And so we're going to cut back to porn Stewie. Ugh, and so, Sam, and then also Sam tries to call uh, Dean and Dean's voicemail says that he is Herman Munster. <gasps> he does say Herman Munster. Made me very happy. We still need to go to the Munster house. We do. We do. And we'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, there's a Munster house in Waxahachie. We'll talk about it another time. There you go. So Sam's uh, at the phone company by himself sneaking up on on greasy stewie Stewie. um tries to call sam or dean obviously misses him but so sam's like straight up like attacks greasy in the parking lot he's like i know what you are and greasy's like made some like like crack about getting charged overcharged for call waiting which also made me laugh because it it dates this a little bit as well because call waiting is just like there was this thing called call waiting so what it was is like on your phone you like and it was a really big deal because you could then have like more than one person call in so Uh like then um your line wouldn't go busy when somebody tried to call you and so this was something that my parents would not pay for and if they hadn't been such cheap bastards i wouldn't have been able to take the phone off the hook and sneak out of the house all the times that i did so you should have paid for this you cheap bitches you know you know so i did with the mask the mastery of the call waiting was that you would call you'd schedule for someone to call you at a specific time and you'd call time and temperature or like or move so movie phone and, up, yeah. and so and so you just like sit and like listen to some dumb shit and then like and then the other the call waiting would beep in and then you'd flip over the other line and talk to the person you actually wanted to talk to the key was making sure that if the other line stayed live like if the 
if it, the recording, like the time and temperature, uh, or whatever. Okay, so this Diana, Diana is talking about another rain. technique. So Diana's technique was in order that you could not have a number come up on caller ID and you could talk to somebody you weren't supposed to talk to. And the phone my, would ring. And the yeah, phone would ring audibly. My, yeah, and my technique was, well, that was also that way you could have someone call you late because you weren't supposed to be on the phone after 10. So that yep. was also a good way for you to get be able to get phone calls after a certain time. Mm-hmm. Man, the things we went through, kids, like you don't even uh, know. You don't know. Yeah. Right, so and this Sam's was before, gonna, like, barely, we barely had internet chat back then. So don't even start. Yeah. Oh, no, because that shit costs $10 a minute. So, all right. All so right. Um, Sam's about to kill Stewie. And then he gets hit over the head with a baseball bat. And I kept getting like, he hit him in the head with the wiffle ball bat. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, it's fucking Clark and he hits Greasy Stewie as well. Yeah. And well, also before that, like Stewie did a very unsportsmanlike dance for the phone company. Like he's just like, yeah, don't fuck with the phone company. And then that he called crazy. Sam a dillweed. And I was like, man, <laughs> that's an insult you don't hear that often anymore. Like let's bring dillweed back. Like there's Dill a weed. number of people out there right now. Like all of you who are handling all this COVID testing and shit, y'all are a bunch of dillweeds. That, <laughs> that is what you are. All right. So Clark hits oh. the other one with a baseball bat. And we're going to cut then to uh, Sam and Stewie. They're they're tied up and, and Stewie's crying. Yeah. And Clark's very proud of himself. Um, so he's like, uh, so Sam's now like, well, fuck, obviously Stewie's not part of this shit. Let him go. And uh, he's like, yeah, but I only had salad for lunch and I'm starving. So he stabs fucking Stewie and eats his soul. Yep. Okay. And a couple of things here. One, first off. So what? Stewie was just gross. Like, yeah, he was, was he under a thrall. Like, he, like he there was, was no gross. thrall. He was just gross. Like, that's yeah, that was it, just it's almost it's almost worse. Like, you're just that shitty of a person. <laughs> no, I was just like, you're just icky. Also, so we see like Clark's nasty teeth. Oh my I'm god, like, it's very upsetting. And like, they don't really show like how it happens, like how it works. Like, so with the vampires, even though I hate the fucking vampire teeth in supernatural lore. Sorry, I'll say it again. I will continue saying it forever. But you do kind of see like how they come out, like they. And then, but Clark's teeth just kind of like appear. And I guess that's because he's more of like a, he's less, he's a less humanoid of a creature, but he's, he's a cryptoid. So, um, but really like with the way they are explaining it and the lore, he's just sucking his soul. So why do you need the teeth? Okay. Like you could just have a little sucker or something. And I'm going to talk to you <laughs> And his right mouth now. opens really big. About the carcatas or the croquette, and they actually sound rather adorable. So we're going to talk a little bit about some lore here. Not a long, t- not a long time, because not a lot. So lore. <laughs> All right. So the crocata or coricata or crocata or luricata or yenna and this is according. Uh, this first part is according to the cryptid wiki. So it is. Described as a mythical dog wolf, and they originally these come from India as well as Ethiopia. And it has okay, the body of an extremely large dog, sometimes as large as a mule. Its head resembles that of a hyena, and it has cloven hooves, a horse-like mane, and a tail that resembles that of a lion. Its Mm. fur ranges from oranges yellow to brownish black and includes spots or stripes resembling a hyena or a tiger. It's sometimes depicted without teeth, but... they also they say but bones used to crush a spray i'm sorry come to wiki i think you need to edit that i don't know what that means but it sounds kind of cute right you got a really big ass dog it's a giant puppy dog with a lion tail 
with, anime, with, and with and a maid. Anime. He's got a sassy maid. Like he sounds sassy pretty man. awesome. Mm-hmm. Fucking Croquette Clark. No, you did no. not look like this at all. Like mm-hmm. you, you just look like a man with some fucking teeth and with some, a, with some weird spiky piranha teeth and a, j- a jaw that unhinges. Yeah, that's that's nothing like this. Like no. I'm reading this, like no, no, this sounds like an this adorable is, animal. I feel cheated. I feel cheated. <laughs> and according to MythologyPlanet.com, the crocotta is believed to be able to change its color at will in Ooh. order to blend into its surroundings and launch devastating attacks on its prey. Blah blah blah. But it can, like it's like a chameleon dog. I That's mean, exciting. that sounds fucking badass. Like I yeah. want a chameleon dog, a giant um, chameleon dog too. Yeah, Mythology Planet does say that it has sh- long, sharp teeth that can kill a human in seconds. It mm. is also said to have incredibly fast digestion and instantly consumes and digesting all that it eats, which sounds like an evolutionary win to me. I mean, God, man, can you imagine if you just ate all the tacos and then immediately like you felt fine? Yeah. Like, okay. the, like should I have the third taco? Would never be a question again. I would always be like, yes. I'm going to have that third taco every time. Um, also, I think it's very modern. According to many tales, it can, it's a genderless being. It okay. can shift between the different genders at will. So it's very, very modern. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, it has the ability to mimic human speech and will use this power to lure victims uh, to it, usually by pretending to be someone in trouble or someone they know. Um, they can use the voice that the victim recognizes and they'll call the victim by name or include other personal information to cry for help. So that's kind of lining up with yeah. what we're seeing here. Um, slightly less dark version, though. Yeah, it's slightly less dark. Unfortunately, it's got no unusual vulnerabilities or powers. Poor crocodiles. Um, mm. They can survive in any climate or terrain as long as there's a lot of food. So we're going to find them in a lot of places where um, herd animals are. So sheep, cattle, deer, those type of places. I also saw jungles and rainforests. Uh, in terms of sightings, people, um, there are I guess they're supposed to be coming from India and Ethiopia. And I'll get at the end of this with why. Um, but I saw one thing like in the United States, they're typically appear in Texas and, and Oklahoma. So maybe oh. we'll get to see one. Uh, Pass. Yeah, one thought one thought was is that they're said to have animal level intelligence and the mimicry is like that of a parrot, but mm. that because they can mimic voices known to the victim makes other researchers believe they have some kind of rudimentary form of telepathic ability. Uh, there, these have shown up in like very, very ancient history. Uh, in the Augustan history, the um, so that's pious, uh, something like year 10 to year nine. I don't, oh, hmm. oh sorry, AD 148. Um, the Emperor Antonius uh presented a crocata. Um, that basically was uh, from an Indian species. Is that that was when they were introduced to Rome the first time? It has the color of a lioness and tiger combined, and the general appearance of those animals as also of a dog and a fox, curiously blended. Hmm. There is a Byzantine scholar who said in Ethiopia there is an amazing animal called crocodas, vulgarly. Vulgarly, I cannot say that word, uh, but it translates to dog wolf and looks like kind of locos, something Greek, fucky Greek, so yours should be easier, um, of amazing strength. It is said to imitate the human voice, to call men by name at night, and to devour those who approach it. It is brave as a lion, as swift as a horse, and as strong as a bull. It cannot be overcome by any type of seal. A seal, not seals. Uh, Maybe a seal can overcome it. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> so really, like the, the most common theory about why these cryptoids are known is that they were hyenas, and this is how people were attempting to explain what a hyena looked like. Huh. What should you think about it? Yeah, kind of sounds like a hyena. Yeah. Although it's like the big part. Unless like maybe there was a time where hyenas, like maybe there was like a species of hyena that were bigger. Bigger hyenas? Yeah, because usually they're like smaller than a large dog, right? I mean, yeah, I they know. look like they're like dingo size. Yeah. Maybe a hyena ate your baby. Like coyote size. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and coyote size. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. yep, yep. We see those around here. And that's how we'll end Laura with a coyote yip. Yep, yep. I did right, too so long. Kevin will come back. join me in the howling. Yep. Um, yep. So we're going to go back to who now, whose name is now just Croquette Clark. Because I'm not saying Croquette anymore. It sounds weird. And I just want to think about croquettes. So. Okay. And his face gets real glowy when he eats Dewey's face. So he's, he's, yeah. his, so his face, well, he's face, when he eats his soul out of his mouth. But he like, it, so he's got like this unhinged jaw, these crazy like spiky teeth. And then his face is glowing. It's very weird. Was very uncomfortable with it, but also the actor did a really good job. I'm going to say on this part real, real fast, a quick observation. I thought he did a really good job moving in a very reptilian way. I felt his body language like changed dramatically from like Clark to Croquette Croquette Clark. Yeah. So, anyway, so I thought that was a really interesting, um, uh, good, good uh, acting move. But anyways, so uh, and this is when Sam has the revelation that when he called Dean to tell Dean that, hey, uh, that was not actually dad, that he didn't actually get a hold of Dean at all. The call didn't go through to Dean. It was Clark on the other end of the phone that led Sam there and that uh, and Clark's very proud of himself. So, uh, yeah. And then he goes and like caresses the phone network for a minute. And saying things like, I'm, I'm killing your brother or maybe yeah, another guy. He, he's we'll just making see how love it goes. to it. Okay, hold on, hold on. All right, so I'm going to make sure that I'm in the right spot. Yeah. All right, have we gotten to... Wait, uh, my thing is maybe out of order. Uh-oh. Okay, have we gotten to the part where he explains how he put John together yet? Did you skip in your notes? Right, uh, so- no, we haven't okay. gotten there yet. Okay, so cool, we're, cool, about cool. To cut the, we're about to cut. All right, yeah, I just have room. one line for this. This is why I'm like, oh yeah, all my line is this. Clark makes love to the switchboard. Yes, <laughs> he does. He's caressing and like really, like really up on it. Uh, and then we cut to a police locker room, and this guy's cell phone rings, uh, and we see his like inside his locker, and anyways, he had he had some like he, he had decorated his locker like a junior high girl does, but with like more more gun stuff. More gun. So, so I'm assuming well, it's a cop locker room. That's what I thought. That's what I read yeah. into it as. Um, and uh, on the phone, a little you hear a little girl voice say, hello, daddy. And the guy looks really upset. And I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's daughter's dead. And she's calling him. That's fucked. That's my immediate thought. So um, he says, I thought you weren't going to call anymore. And she said, tells him that she knows who killed her. And the killer is at the house now. And I wrote down, oh, fuck. Their croquette set D up. <laughs> he did. He did. He's going to make a D sandwich. Yeah. So he's trying to make, he's setting up for this guy to bust in and find Dean in his house and this guy kill Dean or this guy kill, or sorry, or Dean kill this guy just for funsies because he thinks that this guy's the demon. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. 
anyways so uh sam and clark continue talking and clark's like yeah it was really easy for me to figure out you were hunters you'd be and he goes you'd be surprised at how much of yourself is just floating out there yeah so okay so this was 2008 right Mm -hmm. so this what john what he says about the croquette says about the fake john is kind Mm -hmm. of like the first not the first but obviously it's a hey guys why don't you start thinking about all the information that you're putting out there and he is like i found dean's number then your number then your father's numbers then emails and voicemails and everything you see people think that stuff just gets erased but it doesn't you'd be surprised at how much yourself is just floating out there waiting to be plucked ew And I, yeah. I will say that my comment to self when he said, you'd be surprised to how much is just floating out there. Uh, nah, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> yeah, and I'm friends with Liz. She tells me about all my shit that's out there. And then I yeah. wish she would stop telling me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and like, and, and, and it's, I mean, it is something that's true. And I think that some of this is kind of interesting if you've got, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. I know obviously Liz has a, a great depth of knowledge in cybersecurity and I do not. But I have been around people that do for a long time, <laughs> and, and some of and my knowledge about that time about that type of stuff is actually very dated and is even older than the show. Like when I knew people that were really into following cybersecurity shit, so it's kind of interesting seeing the phone stuff. No, no, you knew hackers, like people who were following cybersecurity shit. Diana was fucking hackers. Is what she was doing. I, All right, so let's get get away from Diana's. It was the nineties. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so when they cut to the house and Dean is holy water. Um anyway, so yeah. We and Sam's like, Dean's not gonna fall for it. Dean's gonna fucking fall for it, duh. But Sam is trying to make his escape. So Dean's got the holy water ready. This here's the guy pull up to the house. He's fucking ready. But the guy gets the jump on him because the guy's looking for somebody in his house because his dead daughter called him and warned him. Yeah. Yeah, so, this is not good. The holy water gets spilled. Well, the guy got the guy tried the cop. I said the cop. Cop busts in and shoots a shoots shotgun at Dean. Dean just starts blasting. Just starts blasting. Just starts blasting. Luckily, he misses and Dean's holy water spills and he's real bummed, but uh, he's able to rush the guy. And also, I'm very. Why does everyone just have two shot shotguns in these in this series? Eh. Sometimes they're all like they're all like breech everybody load. Has, to, everybody has a yeah. I don't know. I don't, like, everyone has a double barrel, not an automatic. I don't know. I'm um, just saying. I'm like, why? I mean, why? Why have Sam and Dean not gotten like a fucking? Oh my god, I just forgot the word for it. The round, the barrel, load, the you know what I mean. The um, the, the oh, you can get the auto shotgun that's got the big fucking. You can get, you can get a semi-automatic. You can yeah. You can get this. Yeah, the you big get, fed like a fed shotgun. They can put the rocks, the rock salt shit in that. Anyways, that's yep. my ammo well, back updates. Then, in 2008, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyways, so. right. So they're fighting, kicking, and then we're just cut back to Croquette Clark, who is <sighs> giving who's giving Sam what I am calling the Shark Tank pitch for DoorDash. And he was like, <laughs> I used to hide in the wood for days, weeks, whispering to people, trying to draw them out in the night. But they had the community all looked out for each other. I'd be lucky to eat one or two souls a year. Now, when I'm hungry, I simply make a phone call. You're also connected, but you've never been so alone. And I'm like, oh, this is DoorDash. This is exactly what you're you just hilarious. like, yes. And I'm like, I don't I I feel very connected to whoever brings me food. Uh, so. See, I thought that line, the, that line, like, kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies, and I thought it was really accurate in a lot of ways, and and scary and sad. 
even though this was, you know, 13 years ago. And no, it's he's very like, apt. He's not wrong, but you're also, also connected, but you've never been so alone. But it is, yeah. Damn it. Um, you are also <laughs> connected, but you've never been so alone. Who knew, <laughs> who knew Supernatural predicted that we were just going to be able to pick up our phone and order food? Yeah, maybe that's where they got the idea. Um, so, and he's really... Oh, the teeth again. He's got his creepy fucking teeth out. He's about to stab Sam, but Sam has managed to free himself and untie his hands in the meantime, and they start fighting. So we cut back to Dean and the cops still fighting, and Dean tries to trap him on the devil's trap and starts the exorcism, but the guy's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why'd I'm you kill my daughter? Sure, yeah, in the Latin, I'm pretty sure he invoked Draco Malfoy. And so <laughs> I really need to figure out what the fuck Draco is in Latin. If you know, I, mean, I know I could Google it, but it'd be more fun if somebody told me what Draco means in Latin, but I heard Draco. So I think Draco Malfoy is how you kill a demon. Aw. Maybe that is. So um, the guy's just like, why are you here? Why are you? Why did you do this to my daughter? And Dean's like, the fuck? And he's like, this is, and he's like, oh, shit, this is a mistake. Something. And this is where Dean, it dawns on Dean that something is not right. And he's not supposed to be here. So finally, Sam and Clark are still fighting for the dagger. And I'm going to tell you, this is a really fucked up death scene. I'm just going to say it like to the point where I rewound it and made babe come in and watch it with me after I'd seen it once. So I'm like, babe, this is fucked. You got to come watch this shit. <laughs> it was really fucked up. And they did a huge buildup as they slow as Sam is slowly inching Clark's head back to the peg, the um, long pegboard hook. <gasps> oh, yeah. And it's, it's slowly brutal. closer and closer. And then just like flat hand to his face, like shoves his head onto it. Looks like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, that was that was a fucked up death scene. It was, it was, it, I mean, it was you know, pretty. It, it was kind of. It was kind of. It was kind of cool. No, it was amazing, but disgusting. Yeah. All right. So now Sam and this is Sam. So Dean and and the dad are still fighting until Dean finally like butts him in the head with a shotgun, and the guy's like, hey, "I didn't kill your daughter, and then why are you here?" And Dean says, "I don't know." Yeah, uh, so. it's really depressing. Mm. And we're gonna cut back yeah. to the guys at the hotel. Tell. And they're both, they both look way like they both got their asses kicked, which they did. They did. They did. And they start talking through things and we finally get to, you know, I know like we went through this whole episode to get to this one little one minute part. Yeah. (sighs) So exhausting. Uh, But Dean admits that he's scared, right? Yeah. He admits he's scared and he's desperate. And, um, but he also can't expect dad to just show up. um, And, um, He's got to depend, but I've got to depend on myself to figure a way out and give this little poignant speech. And Sam comes with, and me. Well, yeah, because Dean's like, I mean, the only person that get me out of this thing is me. And Sam's like, and me. And then Dean starts busting his balls, which is yeah. how you should handle emotions appropriately. It's a good on you, Dean. <laughs> and so he's just like, and me. And Sam's like, what? <laughs> and Dean's like, what? I mean, like, do you have like you this, you're having a moment here, and that's what you come back with, and me. And Sam asks him if he wants a poem. And Dean's like, no, the moment's gone. And they have a beer and watch TV. Yep. And then they show more of the badass Starburst Motel. They which do. is called the they Starburst like, Motel. Yeah, it's a pretty hotel. I like it. Lots of mid-century modern stuff. But yeah, that's it. That's this episode. episode was real scary and fucked up. I didn't like it. See, I don't know. It's not the scary it is I don't like about it. It's just I just I hate it when they just fight about the stupid shit. Like it's not oh, stupid yeah. shit, but like 
guys we're at this again a whole episode uh, of bickering gets old i just the part that i the, that got to me i mean the bickering part was, was is annoying it is but like i just thought like the premise of this ghost was really scary that's my that's my wussy comment for the day and like it gave me but like not like toid well cryptoid but uh, crypto but still like it didn't not in like the oh my god i'm freaked out cover my eyes like i didn't do that on this episode but like more like i guess intellectually scary does that make sense sure but yeah that's what i got i don't know i don't know i think uh the uh Krakata is a in Supernatural's world a pretty freaky thing, but that's it. But I but yeah. in the but in Liz's lore they sound cuddly. They sound adorable. <laughs> I, you know, I mean they, they sound great. So yeah, I mean all for if I go outside, there's a Krakata outside. Going, come to me, come to me. I'd be like, here, boy, here, Krakata, come here, yeah. Let's cuddle. Do you want to cuddle? <laughs> Uh, so all right anything else you want to say on this you want to wrap it up that's all i got all right cheers jerk cheers bitch thanks for listening to this week's episode of devil's trap podcast be sure to follow us on instagram devil's trap podcast twitter devil's trap pod or you can email us devil's trap at devil's trap podcast.com don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow! <laughs>